Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through the Silver Age comic, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, with my teenage daughter. And together we discuss, we do all kinds of things that make the world go around. That seems like we're overestimating our importance. Maybe. But I am, I still, it's, what is it, 76, issue number 76, so this yep. is episode number 76, yep. and I really haven't fully, really nailed down a, um... What to say about what we do in the podcast. Right. I just say, you know, um... Whatever yeah, comes to mind. The, um, the, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through the Silver Age comic, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, with my teenage daughter. Oh, so And that's it. That's when I stop. Yep. That's when maybe I should stop, but I Probably. don't stop. Yep, that about sums it up. So uh, it is, you know, summer, and we are doing stuff. Sure. 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 But let's just jump right in, shall we? All right. Okay, we start as we always start with the cover. Um, the cover is Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. That is for April 1964. Uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen from DC Comics. Yep. 12 cents. Yep. And on the cover, we see Jimmy in his purple suit as Elastic Lad, and Superman in the background, and holding on to various parts of Jimmy are three women who we can assume are the members of the Legion of Superheroes. That is correct. Yep. And so we hear uh, Superman saying, come on, Jimmy, I have a job for Elastic Lad back in the 20th century. And uh, Jimmy saying, stop, S-T-R-E. T-C-H-I-N-G, me, Superman. Stretching. I promised these Legionnaire beauties I'd stay here in the future with them. Why would you do that? And, well, it's because we see, I believe it is Saturn Girl, Lightning Lass, and Triplicate Girl. Yep. And they then uh, Lightning Lass or Saturn Girl saying, Jimmy's mine, girls. And Lightning Lass saying, no, he's my boyfriend. And then Triplicate Girl going, I love every yard of him. It's Light Lass. Oh, she becomes Lightning Lass, I believe. I believe later on she does. Or maybe she started as Lightning Lass and became... No, I think eventually she becomes Lightning Lass. All right. But at this point, she's Light Lass. Okay, so... Lightning Lass sounds better. There are no ads in this particular one, so uh, we will just get to the stories. Then we go to this first story. It's... Uh, would you like to read the first story? I want to read the second one. Okay. All right, so the first one is, here's a story. Okay, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Here's a story he'll chuckle over for years to come, how Jimmy Olsen traveled to the 30th century and took part in some Legion of Superheroes adventures. With startling results, see Saturn Girl spin out of orbit over him. Observe Triplicate Girl romance Jimmy like a terrific threesome. And watch, whew, and watch Lightning Lass. And watch Lightning Lass act lightheaded with love when she's near Jimmy Boy. Read all about Elastic Lad Jimmy and his Legion romances. So then we see uh, Jimmy as Elastic Lad and the three aforementioned girls have him pulled in various directions. And Saturn Girl, Saturn Girl, let go of Elastic Lad Jimmy, you hussy. Calls her a hussy. I noticed. He belongs to me. No, he doesn't, Light Lass. Every adorable inch of him belongs to me. And then Triplicate Girl going, I love Jimmy. He's mine. And Jimmy's saying, Stop fighting over me, girls. Darn it all. Why must I be so irresistibly appealing to beautiful girls? Can I punch him? <laughs> Please. I want to. Oh, Jimmy, you magnificent bastard. Can I punch him, please? 
I want to. I really want to. I know. So, um, so we start. Jimmy is going on a date. He has. Uh, so he's. Well, he's not going anywhere. Right. So he has invited Lucy over to his bachelor pad in a snowstorm, and he has decided that he's going to pull out all the stops. So he's got this latest style dressing robe. Oh my god, it looks. I mean, he's I lo- can see why someone would wear it, but it doesn't go with the bow tie. He's looking very um, uh, Playboy after dark. He's looking like that's what he's trying to be, but he's on a very limited budget. Right, right. And because, you know, that's exactly what's happening is that he's trying very hard to impress Lucy because she knows that, you know, Lucy is a woman of distinction. She is a jet-setting go-go girl. Who, he's, he's basically trying to be the low-budget version of every single man she's ever gone out with. Exactly. So, and this is like a time when, um, you know, so everybody is wearing a jacket. Pretty much everybody wears a jacket. Even like if you if you look at like movies, um, you know, hit, hit, the hippies haven't quite hit yet. And so the, in the larger culture, like pretty much everybody wears a jacket, even if it's like threadbare and ripped. Even if you look at homeless people. It's like when you see like movies in the 30s, you always see like homeless people and they're always wearing jackets and um, they're always wearing jackets and hats. And so to extend that, except when you're home, when you're home, if you are, if you are particularly fancy, you get to wear a a dressing robe or a smoking jacket. I want a robe. I have a robe. Um, Except my robe isn't fancy. It's like a fuzzy bathroom. Right. And that's what most of us have now. It's still fun to wear around the house though. But, um, oh yeah. And super comfortable. Yeah. And, but the thing is like at this point, if you were really fancy, you would wear a dressing robe like a jacket and it would just show that you're, and it would be like made of silk or some other like shiny material and you would look super fancy. Would you? And you would also have a pencil thin mustache. Although Jimmy does not have a pencil thin mustache in this. Grabs a pencil, tries to draw one onto this. Exactly. So uh, Jimmy Jimmy has, so Lucy shows up and basically sees through everything. everything. She's like, what are you doing with the robe? The robe is terrible. You're serving me champagne. Champagne is terrible. You're serving me pheasant. Pheasant is terrible. Well, no, it's not even the pheasant is terrible. She's like... Well, there was this guy that I was going out with one time. He was a Raja, and I will never forget the pheasant oh. that he gave me that one. Time. He wasn't a Raja. He was a Sultan. He was a Sultan. Whatever. So he's like, he met, he met, she met the, uh, the, she had, she's like, well, you know, this pheasant is fine, but I had this hummingbird from the Sultan of Raja when I visited his palace. So basically, Jimmy should know that at this point, at this point, Jimmy should know. There's nothing he can really do to impress Lucy Lane. Right. He shouldn't be trying so hard. But, uh, you know, this, I don't know, now it's like 50 issues or so. Yep. Like somewhere in the early 20s, that's when Jimmy Met met Lucy. Yep. But at this point, Jimmy just, he hasn't gotten it yet. He hasn't figured it out that he just needs to be himself. And so he says, so so after dinner, Lucy's like, what do we do now? Do you want to go to a movie? And of course, Jimmy has spent all of his money on all of this fancy stuff that has completely unimpressed her. When really, he probably could have just taken her to a movie. Right. If he had taken her to a movie and to the malt shop, it would have been just fine. Yep. The dinner gets interrupted. It was over. Right. It was pretty much over. But, um, you know, and just before Jimmy gets to the point where he's like, well, what should we do now? And, of course, Jimmy being, he's like, well, I'm here. I'm in my robe. So the Legion shows up. Right. So then the Legion shows up. Um, Specifically, Ultra Boy and Sun Boy. And they are like, all right, Jimmy, we need you in the 31st century. 
Come on. And so uh, they get him. And Lucy's like, can I come along? And they're like, no, 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 you can't come along. You just got to watch it on the TV. Only big enough for the one. Actually, I don't think she can even watch it on the TV. No, because he's got a monitor that's tuned into the Legion frequency. Oh, at least, no, it's clubbed in, it's tuned into their clubhouse. I'm not sure if the, because then she could watch, then, okay, so, anyway, so, um. She does have a way to figure out what's happening with Jimmy. It's just that she can't go with him. Exactly. So, they get to the, they get to the Super Legionnaire clubhouse, Legion of Superheroes clubhouse, where they meet Saturn Girl, Triplet Girl, and Lightlass. And they're like, all right, all the rest of the, uh, the Legion is all over the place. We can't, like, we, you know, but we, and you, every member of the, uh, of the Legion, honorary or otherwise, basically has to come in twice a year and help out. Right. So, they have summoned him. Right. And that's why we have summoned you. And so they're like, all right, well, you got to do three super feats, and you're going to go on one mission with each of us. Um, And so... So they bust out his his elastic lad costume. And the serum. And the serum. He takes a swig, and first he goes on on patrol with... Triplicate girl. girl. And... They have to return, like, a... In, in, not endangered, like, a precious artifact to a museum. And they're like, we gotta make sure this doesn't get robbed. Right. Why they don't even think to put it in a case first, I don't Neither do I. So, as they're going, they get... Somebody just shows up. Some thief shows up and steals it, or tries to steal it. But, of course, and throws destructo bombs to get a, a triplicate girl to blow up each one of them. But... Triplicate Girl, acting fast, diffuses the bombs, and the guy starts to get away. So Jimmy Olsen then uses his fingers to create a human labyrinth. I mean, it's creative. Very creative. But, you know, I don't know. There uh, are easier ways to do that. Couldn't just wrap him up like a lasso. Yep. <laughs> had, to, had to go full on. But I guess, you know... Jimmy gets style points. It works. Right. It gets sty- he gets style points for uh, being fancy. And so what happens is uh, the guy gets exhausted. exhausted right. Running around this human maze trying to find for the exit. It's not that big of a maze. No, it really isn't. If you can see, if you see in the uh, in the thing, I don't know, it's got like... Three passages that are all dead ends. Right. It's like, I don't know, like six foot by eight foot. Unless he keeps like changing his fingers around. That seems so like it, it becomes a lot of effort. It certainly seems that way. And also a lot of skill. That, and I don't think that Jimmy practices his elastic ladness yeah. that often. Well, either way, the criminal exhausts himself and like passes out. And then they take him in. And then Triple Day Girl's like... <sighs> You did it! Yay! And so Triplicate Girl gives him a big kiss and says, You're just my type, even if you are from 1964. Even if you are, even if I am, I don't know, 10,000, 3,000 years older than you, 2,000 years older than you, roughly. So Jimmy's like, well, hey, 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 hey. Wow. Not only did I conquer a crook, but I made a romantic conquest. All right, so then Jimmy goes on patrol with Light Labs. And Lightlass sees a, there is a, um, they're on a train, on a, some kind of monorail, and somebody has sabotaged the monorail, and Light, Night, Lightning Lad, and part of the track is gone. So Light, Elastic Lad, aka Jimmy, acting quickly, forms himself as a piece of the railing, and Lightlass makes everything light, and... Light is in, like, less heavy. Right. And so she he says everything, and then Lightlass is like, oh, wow, hey, ooh, I just adore you. And Lightlass then kisses Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, hey, 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 wow, ooh. 
Two super, but you know, I think it has been well established that space chicks dig Jimmy for no apparent reason. <laughs> no, but there is just something. He's not that impressive, he, like in any capacity. He has a certain je ne sais quoi. The only impressive thing about him is that he can fly a helicopter, and uh, he has a certain je ne sais quoi or joie de vivre. That makes. You mean he's airheaded? Me, yes. Meaning uh, that makes women. He is airheaded. Because that makes women from other planets and other dimensions just go crazy for him. I mean, I mean I the guess beauty standards are different on other planets the, in another time period. The list is just so long. There's like the one who wanted to kill him. Okay, to be fair, that wasn't her falling in love with him. The, that was her trying to kill him. The one that wanted to make him into a harem. There was, um, there's Mr. Mix's Piddlix's girlfriend, Mrs. Getliz Plez. Yep. Like, it's just, I don't, there's just something about him. Maybe it's his youthful charm. No. Maybe it's his dressing robe. No. And on top of that, you know, this jet-setting woman. So you know why? I think maybe why uh, Lucy falls for Jimmy. Because, uh, you know, she is Earth's, because she flies a lot, and flying is close to space. So What's your point? she's like a space lady no, who falls no. in love with him, but like he's she's still close. Dad. So she goes back and forth between being like a space lady Dad. and an earth lady. No. And all the earth ladies don't want to have anything to do with him, apparently. Although You know why they don't want to have anything to do with him? Why? Moron He's a little bit of a moron. Alright, so then he goes on patrol with Saturn Girl. And Saturn Girl is helping some creatures from other planets. Uh, he's she's overseeing some kind of unloading of things to a, to a crazy space zoo. But the animals get free, and Saturn Girl. So Saturn Girl's power is she can mentally telepath with people. Right. She's a te- she's a telepath. She has like mental powers. That's a really weird name for someone with mental powers. Well, I think the reason why they call her Saturn Girl is because she's from Saturn. Oh. Right. And there's also Saturn Boy. Same Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, It it, it seems like in the Legion of Superheroes, there are a lot of... um, Siblings? Boy-girl teams. There's, I know that there's Lightning Lad and Lightning Lass. I think there is Saturn Boy and Saturn Girl. Although now I'm sure that I'm going to get, you know, an email. Saying actually. Yes, saying well actually. I'm sure. I'm positive. I will bet money on it. That I'm wrong. I will bet money that I am actually wrong and that someone will email me and they will tell me that there is no Saturn boy. But Saturn boy sounds familiar. But I do know that there's light, there's, there's a lightning lad. Yes. There's lightning lad and lightning lass. And I think light, light lass becomes lightning lad. But if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. And I know that it just sounded sarcastic, but I am legitimately sorry because I would like to be able to put forth real information in this. Yes. And I've learned quite a lot, but, um, you know, but it's usually as after the fact, after I've stated something dumb, somebody corrects me and then I have to, um, people are not quite following the, uh, the writing it down on a parchment anymore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from now on, if you decide that you need to correct something and you don't do the dumb parchment thing, guess what? We're not going to acknowledge it as a correction. Right. Well, I've been doing a good job of not doing that up to now, but we still get the email. Okay, so uh, Jimmy is on patrol with Saturn Girl, and Saturn Girl first tries to tele- tele- telepathically control the animals, but the, of course the animals are... Well, one of them. One of them is emitting some kind of static. I guess it, she... So she can't control just the one animal. 
and so Jimmy... So, so Jimmy stretches his nose out like the nose of this beast, which oh, is kind of I like see a... see what the beast looks like? Sh- sure. It's like got like kind of an elephant's body, and in but instead of like giant ears, it has like wings. Right. And instead of a trunk, it has like the nose of a swordfish. Right. Or more, uh, more like a... More like a sawfish. Yeah, like a sawfish. I forgot that those existed. Right. So more like a sawfish. Yeah. But so it basically... So he's like, I'm going to make my nose like him. And they're like, well, what's... What's that going to do? What's that going to do? And I guess Jimmy knows about the sawfish element elephants' uh, mating habits. So they rub noses together and everything's fine. And once again, a Saturn girl throws herself at him quite literally. So then, of course, there is the obligatory everybody fighting over Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, hey, stop. Hey, ladies, stop fighting over me. There's enough of me to go around. Woo. Stop. There's not. There's not. There isn't. He's so, a moron. Right. He just says, I, hey, I gotta, look. He can barely keep his own girlfriend. He's like, sorry, ladies, but I have to go back in time. I gotta go back to my other time. He can barely keep his own girlfriend. It's true. So he gets back in time, and what you find out is that the girls have put this all together, that it is all a gigantic hoax, one of the many gigantic hoaxes that gets perpetrated on Jimmy. In order to get Lucy Lane to treat him. Right, but uh, of course, watching the TV to watch all of his conquests, like she was recommended to, she fell asleep. Right, which I don't blame her. Right, you know, it's although she fell asleep in a chair, so she's like, I don't know, those girls, you know, those thirty-first century girls, they're crazy about me, and then uh, she's like, dream on, dream on, and then they go to the thirty-first century, Jimmy. And, uh, of course, they're like, oh, man, that's terrible. And so the girls are looking at him and said, oh, no, we went to all that trouble for nothing. Jimmy's cute. Jimmy was cute, though, and he did perform some clever elastic feats. I can't wait till he comes here again soon. And then uh, Saturn Girl says, who knows? Maybe next time we'll fall for him for real. All right. So then we have an electrifying announcement. Hawkman has won his wings. And now his famous wheat wheat battle cry will appear in his own magazine. Thrill to the flying adventure, high flying adventures of the winged wonder as he menaces, as he fights menaces of the present with weapons of the past and science of the future. So the first issue of Hawkman has, uh, has, um, premiered in the, uh, in April of 1964. Mark your calendar. I have a question. Please, you over there. Yes. That's seriously his battle cry. Yeah, I think that that is perhaps the single, like... That is, like, the least intimidating thing. Right. It should be, caca! Or something. Or just, you know, screeching. Or screech! Not queet, queet. No, no, no. Not screeching. No, not screech. Just, like, screaming. Like... Right. Like, ah! Well, the thing is, is that, you know... When you're a comic book artist, you have to write them onomatopoeias. Yeah. And and tweet tweet, I guess, sounds better than it is written. Tweet tweet. Much like so, like you know, there are certain things that I think are way better written because, like, I think that Avengers Assemble, yeah, is a terrible battle cry. Yeah. It is something that looks. It's not a great one. It is. Uh, it looks better. It might look like it looks better written. It might look well written. But I think Avengers Assemble is just a terrible, clunky war cry. 
Sure. And, uh, you know, the Fantastic Four, I forget what theirs is, although it should be four up, everybody. I don't know yeah. what that means. Anyway, so, um, but yes, I guess Hawkman's, um, his famous battle cry is Tweet Tweet, as opposed to Quinoa, Quinoa. Stop. Or Corn Corn. Please stop. Maze Maze. Please stop. Spelt Spelt. Stop. Tweet Tweet. Oh, no. <laughs> what? You know what? Come on, I'm a dad. That's what I do. I embarrass my child. Okay, so that brings us to our second story. Would you like to read this second story? If I remember correctly, this is something that you said that you wanted to read. Yeah. All right. All right. So while Ella Plum uh, greases her instrument to talk about the next, uh, the next thing, she is looking at the. At the text, she will be talking about it soon. She's going over it in your mind. She's getting herself ready, gearing up, as the kids say. And she's looking as though she's about to speak. And she's going to. I can tell there's going to be some speaking coming very soon. Speaking. <laughs> Dad. Coming up. Dad. Coming up with the speaking. Dad. Speaking. Dad. What? <laughs> speaking. <laughs> May I speak, please? Uh, who's stopping you? As you. she's speaking, <laughs> she will be speaking the words that are written on this page. Second story, issue 76. Let me know when you're done. April 1964, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Second story, here she comes. Ella Plum Roland. Ella Plum Roland. Dad. Here she is. Dad. Speaking. Let me, let me talk. Now. Please. Okay. Okay. Dad. (laughs) You're cutting me off. Soon we will be hearing from her any moment now. I think we need to talk about manners. Here she is. And when to let the other person talk. Ella Plum Roland. Dad. Go. Okay. And now... Dad, I swear to God. You will be hearing the lovely Delta Toad. Dad. Ella Plum. Dad. Bernice Rowland. Dad. Yes? Please, let me speak. Who's stopping you? You are! I don't think so. I think I'm giving you a pause. You're just not taking it. I think that you are deliberately shortening your pauses every time I open my mouth. So... Everyone who knows the toughest editor in the newspaper game is Perry White of the Daily Planet. But though Perry is rough to his reporters, we always suspected that behind it all, he's a grand guy who would give his friends the shirt off his back. But perhaps you'll change your mind about Perry when you watch him turn into a selfish, power-hungry tyrant as he goads the planet staff along the Death March. Featuring Perry, Perry White. So in the in the opening thing, we see uh, it's Lois, Perry, we- Jimmy, and Clark all in old-timey Civil War uniforms. It, well, I think it is, well, as we are to find out, it is not Civil War, it's like late 18th century, I'm sorry, late 19th century, like 18th, like basically like... Um, late 1800s. Right. Uh, you know, Western, like post-Civil War, time of the Old West, although theoretically Metropolis is an East Coast, is theoretically caught. Uh, Metropolis is an East Coast city. All right, so it then starts that Perry is coming back from publishers' meeting, and the publish at the publishers' meeting, they're like, "Hey." Didn't say what's happening. Oh, I'm sorry. In the original panel, we see uh, we see a, a, a dressed up uh, Perry White and dressed as like a a, a, a officer, and uh, Lois is dressed as a prairie girl, and Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, and Jimmy Olsen. 
are dressed just as dressed as like privates. And and uh Perry White is pouring water for himself and Lois is saying, Perry, gasp, we're dying of thirst. Please give us water, please. And uh Perry's saying, Bah, I won't waste it on you weaklings. As a commanding officer, I need it for myself. So, as previously stated, Perry comes back from a publisher's meeting and I'm sure that um they're trying to figure out who gets the million dollars from the publisher's clearinghouse. Sure. It's a big no no idea what I'm talking about. I have no clue. And I'm not going to explain it in this case. So he so he gets an award. He's like, we get this certificate for raising five thousand dollars for the publisher's charity, but the Daily Sentinel has promised to do a feature story on me. And they're like, wow, the rival paper? And so they, when the uh, when the article comes out, we see that uh, Sentinel is actually decided to take a dig at Perry White. Said Perry White, descendant of disgraced soldier, cool Colonel Stoneheart White, court-martialed, le- leading do- cruel death march in 1870. A long ways to go back. Yes. Well, you know, but also... It's almost 100 years. Not even 100 years yet, though. Yeah. So, but Jimmy's, so uh, he's like, oh, I'm so ashamed because I guess we live in a time, this is in a time when uh, you're supposed to be ashamed of your past. And if you're, that basically your ancestors dictate who you are today. You know, like how Jimmy was ashamed that his father was a uh, was a criminal, and he had to like leave town because his father was okay, a criminal. He didn't have to leave town. No, he, he leaves town at the drop of a hat. He felt as though he felt shame, and he had to leave town. He leaves town at the drop of a hat. So what Perry White does is he's like, "I'm going to figure it out. We're going to figure out what really happened." I'm going to go on this death march with you guys. Someone could be like, who ate my pudding? And Jimmy would be like, oh, no. Right. Oh, no. I stole his pudding. I didn't even steal his pudding. But I still feel shame. And then would leave town. Right. I have to leave town because of the pudding. I can't even make new pudding. I have to use the old, because it's the old times, and I have to, like, boil milk and stuff. Uh, so, Perry White's like, I'm going to go on this death march, and you guys are going to go on with me. Because, you know, who can't turn down the opportunity to go on a good... Old-fashioned... Death track. march. So, he... Do you hear something? There's, like, really loud music playing something. It must have been caught. I'm not... Sorry. It's not It's not coming across in the headphones, okay. so... Okay, so um, first they read a, uh, a ranger. A helicopter pulls up and meets the guys. Like, well, hey, what are you guys doing? Is like, we're going on this. Um, we're going on a death march. And their guys like, what are you talking about? The ranger's like, what? You, you got to be out of your mind. And they are right. So, and they they say, hey, we can take any hardship that Perry can. So, uh, you know, so Jimmy and Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, who is in fact Superman with powers and ability far beyond those of mortal men, sure, um, go on this march. And the first thing that happens is that there is a falling rock that frightens the horses, and Clark can't. Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, can't do anything as Superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mental men, of mortal men. He has to pretend that the wind is knocked out of him and he uses his super breath to lift the reins over that rock so that he can, so that basically he can save a horse. One horse gets away, but one horse does not. Does not. But, so, they don't, so basically... that horse that got away ends up okay. So do I, but they don't, we don't ever hear from that horse again. That's not good. He may have had a good life in another stable. He may be home to go back to where he was from. I want him to be okay. I'm sure. We'll, we will assume that he is okay. So they wind up having to 
ditch the wagon train, the wagon that they have. Yeah. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. They say, hey, so Colonel um, Perry White is uh, telling them that, okay, you guys drag the wagon and I will ride with this horse. Because of rank. Because I outrank you guys. However, um, this isn't, they're not actually in the military. Yeah, that was the thing about this, is that he keeps trying to pull rank on them, and they can just go, you know. None of us are in the military. Right. You know, you guys aren't in the military. Um, we aren't in the military. Uh, why don't you knock it off? He's still their boss. Right. Well, he might still be their boss. He's like, hey, yes, but we're all going to die if you don't help us, you moron. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, so um, Jimmy and Clark and Lois decide that they're going to play along. Yep. And so the first thing that they do is, uh, so what is it? So Jimmy's like, I can't, so Clark is like, I'll use my super strength to ease the load, but can't, he sh- but he's like, I can't let Perry get away with all this bullying. So he, he takes that on the horse. So he makes the horse throw him, um, and the horse runs away. But I hope that horse is okay. Then what they find out is that apparently uh, that they are out of they're almost out of all of their water. That it has spr- it had sprung a leak, and now there's only one canteen's worth. And um, Harry's like, you each get one spoonful a day from now on. And then later on, he basically chugs it. Right. And then they're like, hey, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm an officer. That means that I get more water. And that's not how that works, dude. No. Yes. He's a terrible officer. Yep. He's like, you know, basically, I don't know why at any point in time. Isn't that... the officer supposed to be in charge of the welfare of the people that yes. they're overseeing? That is, that, that should be part of it. So but doing, like, the opposite of everything that he's well, doing? Well, you know, of course it gets to the two brutal, it gets to the two kinds of leading. There's the kind that's very supportive, and there's the kind that's brutal. Um, and he has decided to um, take the brutalness. And so they run into a Jeep, and Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, goes under it to try to get the radiator water, and using the powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men of Superman, uh, he heats the water and then cools it with his super breath to make it work. And when they're about to drink, he knocks it out of their hands. Oh, Perry. Perry knocks it out of their hands and is like, hey, this is supposed to be a death march. You're all sissies. Where's your stamina? Your courage. Right. And so they see a rattlesnake and, uh, you know, Lois is, is, uh, wee, ow, woo. And so as the boys, uh, as Jimmy and Clark Kent, mild man reporter for major metropolitan newspaper, go to take care of the snake, the wagon, wagon falls, off falls over a cliff. And they're like, hey, you got to go down there and salvage the supplies unless you're too chicken. And they're like, look, we can't let, we can't let Perry win because also He's they're also threatened to fire them. Right. He's like, if anybody quits, you will be fired. And so they're like, we can't get the supplies till they move the, um, until they move the, there's a big boulder that's on top of the wagon. And Superman, or Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter from Metro- Metropolitan Newspaper, who is in fact Superman, with powers and abilities far beyond those of the mortal man, wraps on a rock and, like, tries to move it. And then suddenly it shatters and they're like, wow, you must have gotten a lucky hit. Woo! Wow! And so they get, they bring a bunch of food up. And they bring the wagon up. Right. And they bring everything back up. And Lois is like, a little bit of help. And then she's like. And then he's like, an officer can't do menial tasks. 
which of course is a load of crap. Uh, Perry White's just being a big jerk throughout the entire thing, and they're like, "Hey, we have star." We and you, you then see that they're eating crackers while um, you know Perry is eating the full on sea ra- uh, the full on rations. He's eating like real food. Yeah, and they're like, "We." He's like, "There's no." He's like, hey, "Wow, you're being you're being a real jerk." And then he has the audacity to be like, "Who ate one of the chocolate bars?" And they're like, "There's an empty box." Like, you might have eaten them. And so he makes them all take their shoes off and march barefoot. Um, which that can is, lead to burns. Which is, you know, again... Like, actual, honest-to-God, like, medical problems. In, insane. He's like, well, you know, you guys you guys want to give up. There is that helicopter up there. You can just, you can just uh, admit defeat. I never want to see your sorry mugs again. And um, they're like, oh, man, this just sucks. And so um, they are like, okay. Then uh, at some point, Lois succumbs to the um, exhaustion. And she fans her from a towel, but which the helicopter takes as a white cloth. And they're like, hey, are you ready to quit your march? And they're like, no, we're just beginning to enjoy the hike. We'll stick it out to the bitter end. And they're like, why don't you give up? You're on your last legs. And they're like, no, not doing it. And they're like, well, the mountain ends the end of the march. And then suddenly, Harry falls over and knocks himself unconscious. And then they're like, he might die. They're like, we need to get him out. Um, It's like, we could carry him, but, you know, there is that helicopter. I think we have to, like, I think all bets are off at this time. So we just need to do the helicopter. Like, we'll carry him, but we really need to... Get him to a we hospital. really need to get him to a hospital. So what you find out is that this whole thing again has been a clever, clever yeah. ruse, clever to prevent. Um, so basically, it was a bet between Perry and the Sentinel that his um, people are so loyal. loyal that they will go with him on a death march, even if he treats them like crap. Which they shouldn't be making that bet. No. No. Basically, they're saying, hey, look, we're the rich guys. We can make our pawns do whatever we want. Dance, monkey, dance, dance, dance. And so it turns out that the the, the publisher of the Senegal was actually the ranger that was flying the helicopter because apparently everybody in the news flies helicopters. I guess it must be like a requirement. Once again, poor Jumbo Jones. Aww. Jumbo Jones, as you might remember or may not remember, uh... Some of you might remember it. Uh, I remember it. So Jumbo Jones was in the first six issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, and he was the guy who flew the helicopter. The designated flying newsroom pilot. the thing about Jumbo Jones was he was a big, big, fat guy. He weighed a whole 200 pounds. (laughs) Let's just say that I weigh more than that. Um, so, yeah, so, but now, and then after issue six, Jimmy somehow got his license, and now he just flies the helicopter by himself, apparently, like everybody else. And I guess they fired Jumbo Jones. Right, Jumbo Jones is somewhere being... Awesome, being probably. Yeah, you know, he might be, I don't know, doing a news helicopter, who knows. Anyway, so, once they get back to the planet, Perry's like, now that you've had that vacation, get out there and get some scoops. They're like, vacation? Are you kidding me? Right. You and almost killed us. They're like, jerk. All right, then that's the end of the story. That brings us to then to Superman, to Jimmy Olsen's pen pals. 
Um, so Ben, uh, so the, the one standout thing is here is in as much as Jimmy is an honorary member of the Legion of Superheroes, how does he know, does he know the secret identities of Supergirl and Superboy who are also members of the Legion? And they're like, nope, Jimmy is unaware of the secret identities of any of the superheroes. And if you pick up May copy of World's Finest, you will read the feature story, the Superman Batman team versus the Olsen Robin team. You will learn that he does not know Robin's secret identity either. Yeah. Right. So especially with like Batman and Robin, they both like do literally everything on the planet to make sure that their identity is never discovered. Right. Even when they find a dog, they give the dog a secret identity. I love that dog. So that he is never discovered. Okay. The bad dog is a good boy. So then we have super coming attractions where we have the aforementioned world's finest which is on sale March 12th with the Olsen Robin team versus the Superman Batman team. We both know who's going to win. Oh, yeah. Olsen, Olsen Robin. Are you just saying because uh, yes, Superman... the can... mystery liquid drinker. You mean that Superman, just because Superman is faster than a speeding bullet and more powerful than a locomotive, able to tall, leap tall buildings in a single bound? I have a question. Yeah, sure. How do you remember those phrases? <laughs> Let's just say I watched it a lot as a kid. <laughs> Um, look up in the air. It's a bird. What? What are you talking about? Who gives a crap that it's a bird? Bird enthusiasts? <laughs> um, Ornithologists? Okay. That's what they're called? No, no. Uh, bird watchers, which are actually called birders. That's the official name. But I think ornithologist has something to do with birds. Yes, that's true. But, you know, birders, people who are recreational bird watchers are known as birders, much like true Trekkies. True Star Trek fans are known as Trekkers, not Trekkies. I feel like you're making that up. I am not. I am not making that up. They Because what happened was they were first known as Trekkies. But then. And then so eventually the Star Trek fans started to be- believe that it was a derogatory term. So they became Trekkers. But then they made some kind of, then there was a, a um, documentary called Trekkies, which I guess made it okay to call them Trekkies again. Um. I think Trekkers is still the appropriate, I still use the appropriate Trekkers, but that's, that's how I was raised. So, um, it says, so then we have the April Lois Lane. We'll see what happens when Lois Lane goes back to three different time periods to play three different LL roles. Helene of Troy. Helen. But that's not how you spell Helen. Cinderella. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Cinderella is not a historical figure. Excuse you. (laughs) As, I don't know what you're talking about. Cinderella. Cinderella is not a historical figure. How and dare you. Florence Nightingale. And you'll be surprised by the role Superman plays in each era. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I want to guess. 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 Please. Go ahead. Okay. Prince Charming for Cinderella, the dude who went all the way from Greece to Troy to try to fight for Helen in order to do the thing. Um, it started the Trojan War in the Helen of Troybon, and who's a dude in Florence Nightingale? I don't know. All of those idiot guy doctors that she was like, what do you mean you're feeding just, like, severed limbs to the dogs outside? Right. I don't know. So, um... Also, how did they seriously not think that that was an issue? You know, we, we are, we come from a, a, a society of kind of dumb, clueless people. <sighs> Um, and even, you know, luckily though, we've fixed all that and now we're all smart. Sure. All right. So then we have Adventure Comics, which features the Legion of Superheroes and the surprise members of the Legion Suicide Squad, not to be confused. With with actual Suicide Squad. Right. With the Suicide Squad, um, with one of my favorites, of course, Captain Boomerang. 
and Superman's Hall of Fame classic, Superboy's best friend. And that then brings us to our last story, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. They say that fairy tales are for children, yet many believe that there is a germ of truth behind the myths and fable that have entertained kids throughout the ages. For instance, here's a story of a fairy tale that became a real thing. It all started the day Jimmy met the goose with the golden eggs. And there we see Jimmy staring intently into the eyes of a of a goose saying, Just think, Amanda, baby. All I have to do is find the magic word that will lay the golden eggs and... I'll be rich, rich, rich. And there's a thought cloud behind him. Since, and uh, so there's a woman who's a rich woman. We know because she has a fur coat on buying some eggs and a uh, Superman in the background saying, Jimmy, the U.S. Treasury sent me to ask if you could lend them some gold bullion, which is um, like, which is like gold broth, only it doesn't have salt. Um, and then Jimmy says, Superman, I'm taking care of a customer. A dozen fresh golden eggs. That'll be $50,000, please. We start that uh, Jimmy is mountain climbing with a few members of his fan club, and they run across a cave. With and an inscription on it. That says... Basically, enter at your own risk. Right. And he's like, man... The medieval version of enter at your own risk. And he's like, wow, this must be that wizard's cave. Which is weird, because of course, we're in the United States, which really wasn't around in medieval times, so that wizard must have gone far away. I mean, yeah. So... He then goes in and he sees a, uh, he's like, man, this creepy joint is filled with symbols of witchcraft. And wow, this pitcher of water looks good after a long climb. So he pours himself a drink. And, More mystery liquid. And so he drinks it and he realizes that this empty pitcher has just poured three glasses of water. Save mystery liquid. So this is. For one. This is crazy, man. Crazy. So um, he then sees a goose. Goose, how's it still alive? I don't know. So it says, uh, who owns, there's a inscription that says, who owns Amanda need never borrow or beg. Say ye magic word and she lays a golden egg. So then the, uh, as. Amanda is such a random and normal seeming name for a golden egg. Yes. Yes. Much like a. Don't. Much like a PS4 controller named Corey. Dad. Um, Be nice. So there is, so, you know, as what happens whenever anybody visits an evil, uh, a wizard's cave, the cave starts to cave in and then he grabs the goose and he leaves and he's like, man, I, all I need to do is figure out what this goose is, uh, you know. What's this deal? What's this deal? If I can just come up with with the magic word, I can make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. So then he starts reading through. He's got the goose on a leash. First, he starts on Abracadabra, Hocus Pocus, Open Sesame. And of sure. course, none of those things work. Then he goes uh, Leviosa, Expelleramus. No. And, um... Uh, 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 Dad, uh, you can't even get the spells right. Expecto Patronum and uh, Hango Bango Patango and asp- right. Aspiration and... So, what he does then is he does a smart thing and he starts going through the dictionary um, in order. Which, you know, will eventually probably end up with the word that he needs. Theoretically. But, so, but of course, he ha- also has a life. So then he goes out, he takes the goose and he goes out with him to a... He puts the goose on a leash. And he takes the goose out with him to a golf tournament that he is uh, covering. And somebody, and somebody says, four... And it turns out that the word for is the magic word. But Jimmy doesn't know that yet. Right. But now there's a golden egg in the hole six or whatever it's called. Right. And so he's like, hey, I just won a bazillion dollars. He's like, wow, I might have finished. It's like I I, I finished last pace in the tournament, but I have this. Okay. So 
you find out that the secret word is four. four. And so he then goes to... There's like an egg roll down the hill thing for Easter or whatever. And then, so yes, I guess because he then finds this thing in... He finds this thing in, uh, while Easter's going on. And uh, he the goose is laying a golden egg and rolling it down a hill just as an Easter egg roll happens. And then he's like... Then Jimmy's like, hey, can I be part of this? And the guy's like, no, you can't. This is for children. Right. This is for children. You are not a child. All right. So uh, Jimmy has not caught on that four is the actual the actual word. So he yep. continues to go through the dictionary. But Perry White's like, hey, according to this news ticker, golden eggs are turning up all over town. Uh, and by two, they mean two. I mean, that's more than usual. I guess that's true. Um, and so, but what happens is then Amanda flies away and flies away. And then Jimmy runs up and gets into the flying newsroom. And he then, um, so then the golden eggs and by accidentally saying, he accidentally says the word four again. And he lay, she lays a golden egg. And it drops out of the sky. Exactly. And uh, so then Jimmy's like, hey, Amanda, I'm sorry. I, apolo- I apologize. I I guess she, the reason why she flew away is because he got mad at her. that he got mad at her. Very intelligent piece. Yes. And so, uh, I, well, you know, she's been she's been alive for so long. I would also like to note that I would never get that close to a goose. It's true. So, you are, geese do have a history of being mean. Geese are mean. So Jimmy catches Amanda and brings her in, and Amanda has fallen in love with Jimmy. Really loves Jimmy. You can tell because he's she's thinking she's got a heart. Once again, Jimmy's just got away with the ladies. No, nope. with the supernatural beings. So when he lands, there's a police officer that is like, hey, if you admit you dropped this golden egg on my skull, well, here's a summons. Tell the story to the judge. Meanwhile, I'm going to keep this egg as evidence, meaning uh, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have a I'm going to have an egg. Yep. I'm going to think that it doesn't make it quite to the um, evidence I locker. It, I don't think it makes it to the evidence locker. All right. So, but Jimmy's just like, oh man, what is going on? I don't. How is everyone except me getting golden eggs? Exactly. So then he goes, he's like, well, I got to go to a Pacific Island where they are testing a missile. Yep. And so, of course, as we all know, when you go on to a on a plane, you have to take your emergent, your um, emotional support goose with you. I would never take a goose on. So she, he goes, and what's happening is would bite everyone. He's like, he, so he flies with Lucy, Lucy, because she is, of course, the only stewardess in the world. Oh, at least in the tropics. Um, and she's like, hey, well, wait, why don't we? I'm glad you're going to be on my flight. If the goose, hey, if if somebody lays a, you a golden egg, but he, I'll just give it to you. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. She's like, why? Well, when you when you come back, hey, visit me while I'm vacationing at the farm at my folks' house. So he's like, okay. She's being nicer than usual. It's true. So she's on. A, so now he's on a submarine. Probably because he's promised her gold. He's on a submarine with a goose, and they test the missiles. Everything's everything's going well, but when they test the missiles, and of course they're nuclear missiles, it escapes. It sets off a volcano, and the goose escapes. And, and flies directly towards the world. With a group of other geese, wild geese. And then uh, the guy gets on the, the captain of the submarine gets on the horn and says, Attention, Amanda, keep away from that volcano. 
don't join those other four geese. And at that point, he sees that a egg falls out of um, Amanda, and then Jimmy finally gets it. And so he goes into the megaphone, he shouts, far, 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 and then four gold eggs fall into the volcano. And then the volcano erupts, and then the gold falls into the ocean, and then Jimmy's like, we can get it. And then the Atlanteans thought it was gold kryptonite, so they took it. And they put it in a box so that he could never get away, so that it could, you know, never harm Superman. Which is very thoughtful. So you find out that Amanda is gone, poor Amanda, and he'll never see Amanda again. And so he then goes back to the States, and he goes to visit the Lane parents, uh, Lucy and Lois's parents, and they invite him to a dinner. What kind of dinner? Oh, a goose dinner. Mm. And <laughs> They do own a goose farm. Um, so... As he's eating the goose, he notices that he has eaten a chain. And, he's, and the goose says, I found that chain tangled in the phases of that goose I roasted. I put it in my apron pocket. It must have fallen out while I was making the stuffing. And then Jimmy has found out. He says, say to Amanda. Poor Amanda. That sucks so badly. That's mean. That's like a horror comic. That's mean. So Jimmy has now eaten the goose that lays the golden egg. That would be so, like traumatizing. That's so awful. Guys, that's terrible. It's not something you do. All right. So that then brings us to the depressing conclusion of issue number 76 of Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. There aren't even any ads to make fun of. We just I, have to end on that. Yes. So um, I would like to thank you all for listening once again. If you have a moment, please subscribe, write a review, do all the things that you need to do to help us out to get us some recognition. Recognition would be nice. Although, you know, we do kind of do this, you know, because we like to. I hope you like to do this, don't we? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Recognition would also be nice. But recognition is always nice. So, write, subscribe, follow us on social media, otherpalspod at gmail.com, otherpalspod on Facebook, otherpalspod, Facebook slash otherpalspod, otherpalspod on Twitter, otherpalspod on Instagram. Um, I promise that I will post more on Instagram than I have been posting as of late. And uh, thank you to the Spin Doctors for not suing us. If you can tell somebody that you know one of the stories that you have hear, heard here on Superman's Pal, Other Pals, and if they are interested, please then tell them about the podcast. Do you have anything that you're saying? Support your local roller derby. And this weekend, the weekend of the 21st, uh, we will be in Houston at the Battle on the Bank yep. in Pasadena, Texas. Um, if you if you are the kind of person who likes to support your local roller derby, um, that would be a great place to go. But until then, this is Gary Rowland. This is Alfonso Rowland. And together we say Superman away. Away. Ah.